Oh no, there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party, an Apex Legends podcast hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how's the day treating you? The day is very good. You know, we're rounding out the summer. It's hot. Got a lot of work to do, but Apex is going wonderful. Always a lot of work to do, but you just got to find the time to podcast for three to four hours a week and edit and do everything else and also play you games. Gotta for, do it. So like you, you gotta, gotta just gotta it. figure. I mean, work <laughs> is second, right? That's where we're at. We got a fun episode though today. Today we're gonna be breaking down the legends, kind of ranking them, but based on their power in Apex lore. So if you've ever asked the question, which legend would win if this was real life? That's kind of gonna be us giving the answer today. We're gonna have a good time. We're gonna spitball. It's gonna be it's gonna be some fun, I think. But make sure you join us on Discord as well to chat Apex, find teammates, receive third party updates. Link for that's in the description. Submit your season ten clips to our Dropbox link in the description or on our Discord clips channel for a chance to be featured on our Instagram and TikTok. If you'd like to join the third party nation and help us to continue this incredible community, please consider supporting us on Patreon. If you do, you could be listening to this episode earlier than anyone else. Pretty cool benefit. There's also other things like ad-free listening, gaming sessions, Discord benefits, merch, private episodes, and more. Go check it out. Behind the scenes is a full extra episode each and every week at this point. Like It's pretty wild. So definitely, yeah, appreciate the support. Go check it out. Before we kind of just dive into this, and we're going to go straight into it. You guys know the Saturday episodes, we get in, we get out, unless they come over to like 50 to an hour. But for the most part, why don't we rank legends? We've been pretty adamant about it in the past that Henry and I are just kind of against this idea. We don't want to come out and tell you guys, hey, Gibraltar is S tier, Pathfinder is C tier. Like, And end of discussion, that's where it is. That's how it has to be. Share some of your opinions on why we don't do that, and I'll expand upon your thoughts after. It's not fair. It's not yeah. fair at all. I've won so many games as Rampart. You've won many games as Crypto. It's not mm-hmm. fair to rank either of those two lower than someone like Wraith. It just like isn't really fair. And I think that you can be very successful with any legend in this game. That's how we like it. And so by promoting something other than that, I think we're not helping anybody and we're actually hurting players because we're saying, oh, you're a Mirage main? Well, he's a D tier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're I'm, not playing the best legend. Yeah, That like sucks. A, Mirage, one of my favorite characters, long running joke on stream that we'll get a dub if we go Mirage and Rampart. And that's kind that's of- pretty true. If you looked at anybody's tier list, you'd be like, they're crazy. I think the point of it, it's a gun game first. The legends come second. And in that frame, we don't want to rank the legends because we want you guys to be able to enjoy everyone because with a very specific play style, everyone can be successful. I think the closest thing you'll get to hearing us rank the legends is probably today, but also like we'll give you our favorite ranked team comps because Mm -hmm. that's comes down to meta that comes down to niche that comes down to legends working together independently ranking all the legends in a team-based game that's kind of hard to do as well so yeah little it's like, really hard and yeah. that brings up another great point how do you put octane versus lifeline how yeah. do you balance support abilities versus offensive abilities mm-hmm. which one is better which one is a tier which one is not it's really unfair how mm-hmm. people rank them and i don't think it helps anybody so yeah. we don't do it haven't done it for a long, long time. What? It's been, uh, we've been playing the game for two four. years. When we did that, it's season 10, people. And we tried to rank it in the fairest way possible, and it was still incredibly, like, it It didn't do anyone justice. If you, if you want us to rank legends for you, DM us on Discord, and we'll tell you the exact same thing we just told you on the pod. I'll probably send you the clip myself, okay? <laughs> now... Let's talk about this lore ranking that we're going to do, okay? The basis for these rankings. Kind of break down the line of thinking that we're going with here, Henry. Yeah, so we're talking about a legend's ability to win in a live battle royale. So we're measuring survival, combat, 
survive like strategy or intelligence to secure different advantages. We're not looking at cooldowns. Mm-hmm. That's a gameplay mechanic. We're not necessarily looking at hitbox size or physical appearance because it doesn't matter a whole lot when you're going against other legends. In a hand-to-hand fight, sure, Watson doesn't really stand a chance against Pathfinder. But that isn't entirely relevant given the conditions of the games. Abilities and skills are what separate legends. And near the upper tiers of this tier list, um, mindset is going to play a big part. So we're talking lore, we're talking story, but we're also looking a lot at power of lore-based abilities. Who these legends are, are important. And when we look at it in terms of lore versus in-game, we get to have more fun with these abilities and these rankings. I think that's why it's an enjoyable line of thinking. The one thing I realized right now that I didn't take into account, and I'm not sure if you thought about it at all, is do not believe we added any interpretation of an heirloom contributing power because I would feel pretty bad for our little girl Watson when she runs up against Caustic's hammer because she don't have anything to fight back with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty in the games. You know, our legends all carrying their own special melee weapon. In lore, it's very hard to establish that because yeah. not everybody has it. It's really tough. So I, I kind it, of took that out. Do they have it and they're just not willing to sell it yet? Who knows? Classic Who knows? EA paywall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but anyways, we're talking. Yeah, keep going. Lore based power rankings. Mm-hmm. And again, like one of the reasons that we don't rank the legends in game, this is going to hurt some feelings. Yes. And I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't like to do it. Honestly, I have a deep emotional connection with all of the legends. We're I best do friends. not want anyone mm-hmm. to be F tier, but somebody has to be. And it should be noted, these are all legends. I don't want our F tier legend coming after me in real life. No. That would not be good. That, <laughs> that would be <laughs> extremely bad. So let's break it down a little bit more. How our ranking system works? Very stereotypical tier-based system. We got F tier, D tier, C tier, B tier, A tier, and S tier. S tier being the top. F being the lowest. We're going to rock through each legend, starting with F, and uh, work our way to the top. I'm be curious, maybe if uh, you're listening right now, you're really into this idea, pause it, write out your own tier list, and we'll compare. I think that could be a fun way of doing that this. That would be fun. So for sure. If you, uh, if you want to, you could send your uh, personal tier list on the discord to us before you listen to the episode so we could maybe see how it compares and have some fun talking about that uh just a kind of fun little idea join the discord though links in the description to participate in that so f tier (laughs) f is for fuse oh no burn it's really tough you just f for fuse and burned oh my god it's all intentional folks (laughs) you know support the show uh fuse it's it breaks my heart, but the fact is, throwing grenades is simply not enough to stop most of the legends. He's an older guy, mm-hmm. having something like his tactical the the metal arm, we're able to toss concussive rounds. That isn't enough to stop Apex Legends. It doesn't stop you in the game. It doesn't stop you in real life. This isn't powerful enough. Now the napalm mortar ability is quite a, quite a nice ability. But considering a mortar is a long-range ability, there is way too much opportunity to avoid it and or recover from any burning effect. Yeah. Fuse is in a tough spot. Fuse needs, in terms of lore, a nice little like headset where he can stick every arc star and knuckle cluster automatically, like a Terminator-style thing. That would really help his uh, ranking here. But... Another little power thing for Fuse that should be noted, dude's a monster with the 30-30. That's his weapon. He knows how to work it. Seems to be pretty dang accurate with that bad boy in any trailer or lore video we've ever seen. But unfortunately, uh, throwing grenades and being accurate with weapons is not going to put you high up on this list when we're comparing other legends. Yeah, he has a great backstory. He definitely has grit. He deserves to be in the games. 
but somebody has to be on the bottom and just the ability to blow things up isn't enough yeah. uh, in order to get you to the upper tiers. Let's do it. D tier. <laughs> D tier lifeline. Oh. The big reason a lifeline is on the lower end of the spectrum is her ultimate. Ultimates carry a lot of weight in, mm-hmm. you know, this simulated live action BR based on lore. Lifeline's ultimate gives away her position and it doesn't give enough benefit to offset the risks. That's really tough. In a, in a battle royale competition, it's going to be really tough to just give away your position and to call a beacon to you and your team and not get something incredibly valuable. Mm-hmm. It's tough. I have a feeling in a full-on actual battle royale and lore, and at least from the videos we've seen, stealth seems to be a very important aspect of the game, more so than us hot dropping in our uh, version of the battle royale. Yes. That's a very anti-stealth ability right here. Yeah, and you also have to think about in lore, the battle royale isn't done in 20 minutes. No. It's more like Hunger Games style where yep. this is a long drawn out thing. It's mm-hmm. survival. You're trying to be the last one standing to not only beat out the other legends and competitors, but also beat the environment. And so bringing in a nice care package may sound nice, but if it doesn't give you enough value and it just gives you band-aids and you know an optic for your weapon, eh, that's not good enough. That's probably going to get you killed more than anything. Yeah, that one's too bad. <laughs> and then we also, we have her health drone, which kind of plays into a lot of her in-game abilities. But in lore, we know that it can't heal serious injuries. She was on a team with Mirage and Crypto, and Mirage had to finish the game with two broken ribs with Lifeline on the squad. So we know that the drone can't actually, you know, work any serious magic in the medical field. It's only going to be healing, basic cuts, sprains, keep you moving, but not actually bring you back from a really bad state. Yeah. The reviving ability of the drone is really nice. You know, the ability to pick up your your teammates as a lifeline is pretty good, but it's very defensive. And she's not in the Apex games to be a killer. So that kind of mindset coupled with her ability to only recover from minor blows leaves her in the D tier. Yeah, when we look at the uh, legends in the upper tier, we'll see where the intelligence and mindset kind of comes into play. It's something Henry and I put some value into. And in that frame, I love Lifeline. She's going to, you know, really help out the Outlands and do a lot of great stuff in the medical field. She is amazing, humanitarian, uh, love it, might not have that killer instinct that could be needed to survive in the final circle uh, with all the other legends bearing down on her. It's a blood sport, you yeah. know, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but this is a brutal, brutal activity. Let's get out of the one legend per tier section and make it into the C tier. First legend we have in the C tier is Rampart. She's got a really cool backstory and Mm -hmm. array of abilities. First off, amped cover and a heavy machine gun. This makes Rampart really great at defending a position. We've also seen her Sheila do work in cinematics. It is incredibly powerful. (laughs) However, she lacks the strategy and planning to make the most defensive option. She's not going to be in the right spot at the right time in order to maximize her defensive potential, essentially. She's she's got a little bit of crazy to her, too. Yeah. I I think if we were looking at the legends that was just going to say, YOLO, I'm sending it. Rampart would probably be up on the list uh, of high up there right now. (laughs) Yeah, she definitely has the drive to create chaos. Um, But it also has to be known that given her background, as a very young entrepreneur, underground fighter, she has incredible grit and resilience. So Mm -hmm. she's in C tier for a reason. You know, she's got some serious uh, reason to be in the games. She's competitive and quite the fighter. Now, she's a weapon modder, 
which is a very valuable skill. Being able to enhance weapons in the game, even create her own very powerful weapons um, for her and her team, that's really good. We also know that she has the engineering ability to transform a wrecked Titan into a jetpack. Who knows what she could do or make from one of the wrecked cars or tanks or tech in the different arenas. She would be the legend to fix up one of those tanks that's not uh, going anywhere and uh, put out some serious damage with it. I do think uh, another little slight to her, though, and why she might be in the C tier is uh, we kind of joke a lot about Rampart's invitation to the games. Um, In comparison to some of the other legends entry into the games, Rampart did not have the... uh, career beforehand of death and destruction and just badass fighter that uh some of these other legends have in comparison yeah <laughs> she, got handed she has that a card. backstory but yeah that's kind of the thing she mm-hmm. got handed that card after her shop got destroyed by a bunch of randos yeah it's very weird that she's here but i'm not taking away her title as a legend no, so no, she's no. got a lot of great abilities. Mm-hmm. She has a good backstory, but it just when we're doing a tier, there's people with a better story. She will be successful due to the fact that she is a pristine weapon user. Nobody's going to be able to use an yeah. LMG better than her, and that's yep. something that in a blood sport that can pay off more than uh, donating a care package to the enemies. Yeah, and being able to just carry an LMG. Is pretty impressive just being able to say, I don't need to worry about weapons that I find. I have the best weapon on me all the time. I'm a pro. No worries. All that being said, she's C tier because she falls behind in the game of legends around her, less maturity, limited strategy, and she's not a great team player because Mm -hmm. she's a little too crazy. She wants to go out and she doesn't really get along with people uh, as others maybe do. Yeah, that's a good point too there. <laughs> Next, we have another kind of crazy. We have Octane in the C tier. He cannot or will not stand still. No. He will always jump into a fight first without his teammates. That being said, Bangalore has said that Octane always wins his fights somehow. So he's either lucky or incredibly skilled, but that coming from Bangalore, very, very valuable puts him up in the tiers. Mm-hmm. It's also the fastest legend in the game. He can also push the physical limits. Setting a record in the gauntlet by blowing off your legs with explosives sets a precedent that Octane will do anything to win. That's very, very impactful. I think that's an important thing to kind of know. The Octane mentality can be fantastic and can also and will probably be the reason the man gets uh, killed in the blood sport. The full send mentality, the no fear of anything is great and is probably needed from a lot of legends, but to not be able to know when to stop, that's going to get you into some trouble. And in a blood sport, one time only, you don't get second chances. Yeah, it's pretty tough. And Looking a little bit at his launch pad, he's kind of the daredevil, mm-hmm. stim, awesome guy. We have to assume that he can chain these together, that he has multiple of them in the arenas. That, considering that without cooldowns, he could cover incredible ground mm-hmm. um, with that ability. And so that's pretty powerful as well. But again, limited by a lack of strategy, doesn't listen to anybody, very, very risky in a battle royale. That's just not a long-term strategy for success. Mm -hmm. And even though Octane has come a long way, he doesn't have that S-tier champion mindset that you kind of need considering the competition. Yeah. The competition is going to start to get steep here as we enter the B-tier. Okay. This is when I think we start to see a, a little bit of a bump up. This first legend is one that I think a couple people might think could be higher. But I think there's some good reasons why we have her where she is right now. First legend in B tier is Wraith. In lore, she can phase whenever she wants. Very powerful. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Anyone aims at Wraith 
and she can instantly phase multiple times in rapid succession. Now, her portal is a dimensional rift. So, when in portal, she can see surroundings without harm mm-hmm. in lore. Both of these things, pretty, pretty powerful abilities in that, wow, you can't hear her and she knows you're coming. That's pretty good. Yeah. She's got some assistant whenever she is in danger. That's a very nice uh, little ability to have. I do think a little little slight to Wraith, though, is uh, she obviously was an early legend to the games. And we've seen her on King's Canyon kind of as the origins going on to these other maps. That could be a problem. She had some home field advantage down in those uh, tunnels with her own lab and no more. Now she's on Olympus, a new environment. Now she's on World's Edge, new kind of place. Doesn't have the map knowledge she used to. <laughs> yeah, it's totally true. Also have to say that based on lore, she has won yeah. the Apex Games before. Alongside Bloodhound and Gibraltar. I'm not saying that she was carried, but those are both pretty dang good squad mates. Um, but the reason that she has all these strengths, previous winner ability to pretty much avoid any incoming damage or harm um, and the ability to see in other dimensions is quite powerful. But she's limited and held back in the B tier due to her detachment from others and mental trauma. Sets her back. She doesn't have the focus. It's very difficult to lead and actually communicate all the information she has when she isn't all there. She's distracted. And that's going to trickle down to our strategy and the execution of that strategy. Yeah, when you got voices in your head going all the time, that could potentially cause an issue for you in the middle of a firefight if you uh, start to get some, the crazies going a little bit with Wraith, it seems like. She seems to have some breakdowns in lore in terms of mentally, and that could pose a problem in this blood sport. Yeah, she, in theory, is a very strong 1v1 potential. She's Mm kind of like Octane in that she's going to be really powerful by herself, but working with others, going the distance could be a challenge. She's also a former pilot. So you would think that gives her a lot of strength um, in in combat. But we know that she's lost in a tussle between her and Bangalore, and she has been shot in cinematics. Mm -hmm. So while phasing and dodging, she has been injured meaning that she's not actually invincible. She can't actually phase and predict every single thing. Her The voices from the void only give her warnings. They don't yes. predict the future. They kind of just warn. So if her reaction isn't there or something happens that is maybe a bit unexpected, she can be harmed. So she's not like the invincible legend that maybe you, you were envisioning but she still has a lot of those strengths that put her in a really solid B tier. I would imagine if uh, she wanted to get up to S tier, she could hit that tack and then uh, never come out. That would that yeah. would be an effective tool for getting to the end game, but she's going to have to come out eventually. So we'll totally. see. Totally. Next Legend's a fun one. Next Legend is a, a good one. <laughs> we got Bangalore. B is for Bangalore. You know, mm-hmm. she's middle of the road and that's tough because she's a professional soldier, an expert marksman. There she is no handles one better. weapons. Yeah. She handles weapons better than anyone else in the game. It's in voice lines. It's in lore, every way, shape, and form. She is a badass weapon user. Yeah. Being a, a weapons expert, former IMC soldier, mm-hmm. that's a major advantage in a gun game, in a battle royale where no matter what equipment is available, she's going to be the very best with it. So if she has a P2020 and somebody else has a P2020, it doesn't really matter who they are, she's going to do better. So that's a major point for Bang. Now, her smoke canisters are, like in-game, very versatile in you know a real-life battle royale. Couple that with her speed while being shot at, double time she's really slippery to pin down actually taking bangalore down in a battle royale would be incredibly difficult Mm -hmm. then you have her ultimate ability this is kind of the first time in this list that we're talking about something that you call in that does damage the rolling thunder it's excellent at closing the gap 
through an open area, concussing enemies. But the fact that it only stuns means that she's going to be in the B tier. She's mm-hmm. not actually going to just be absolutely destroying enemies with her abilities. And we, we have her as the B tier mostly because she's so good with weapons. Yeah. Her, her actual lore and abilities in comparison to the legends we have above her. That's kind of the hard thing is that she's great and would be like a solid bet. You know, if you were just took it, looking for a really good soldier to take the fight. But once we get into this next tier, I think we're going to see the comparison and where she might fall short if we're like looking at these two versus each other. Next, we have Seer. Hitting the spot. <laughs> I really think he's got a good shot uh, in the Apex games lore-wise. He's got an incredible ability to conduct reconnaissance. Yep. The heartbeat with the micro drones make it really difficult to sneak up on Seer. His drones are very powerful, but come with some drawbacks. And that's kind of what's keeping him in the B tier. Mm-hmm. He can't use them like a crypto drone with a full interface that comes down in front of his face. He needs to send out a ton of them, which then join together and shine lights to where enemies are. It, it's a little tough. The it's interface, how he uses yeah. them isn't as powerful as we may think with just the idea of micro drones. That being said, we know that micro drones can be used to cut enemies and that's from Sears finisher. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is incredibly troubling (laughs) because a bunch of razor blade micro drones flying at you would be very difficult to counter. We also know that Sears got the mentality to get it done in the games. And that comes from his long-standing record of winning in the gauntlet. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is that what we in call it? In the arenas. In yeah. the arenas. In the arenas, yes. So he's been around the block absolutely just destroying people for a very, very long time. This is not a guy that's dropping in with very little experience in terms of fighting. He's going to yeah. be able to win his combat in close quarters and use his abilities to the best. He's mastered it over years and years and years of success. Yeah. And it's, it's a really solid B tier because we have the technology, we have the patience, we have the experience. And we think the seer is kind of held back by his connection and tie to artistry. Everything has to be beautiful. We're going to make it beautiful. We're trying to win a blood sport. All right. It doesn't always come across as the most serious. You know, mm-hmm. he has a good track record of winning, but is he able to work with others in a team, communicate this recon and intelligence, actually capitalize on using the micro drones, which is quite difficult and potentially requires some sort of dance to activate? It's a kind of a steep hill to climb. We all know that. Winning in a BR and winning in arenas are two uh, very different things. There's a lot less variables in the arenas. And if you don't have the mindset to conquer those, you know, things that are just going to be cutting you out of left field, you could be posed for some trouble. Next, we have a legend that you may be shocked has taken this long to be on the list. (laughs) But I promise you will not be disappointed (laughs) by where they're at. The last legend on the B tier is Mirage. Based on the lore, it's possible that Mirage has up to 189 versions of himself as decoys. The technology here is incredible. We're talking digital holographic versions of himself that have footsteps Footsteps, and (laughs) hit points. Mm -hmm. These are not just light. They're actually present. They're physically present. In the Apex games. Yeah. Wow. This ability counters intelligence like scans, like Wraith's warnings. If a decoy is coming towards Wraith, the other Wraiths in the void don't know if it's the real Mirage or not. Mm -hmm. So it counters that. It also, a silence, like from Revenant, if he can't pinpoint who the real Mirage is, it's going to counter the silence as well. Mm -hmm. So big, big kind of disrupting counterintelligence ability right there. Now, also in lore, 
Bloodhound says that Mirage is a true warrior. And Bangalore says that she has relied on him in the past. Both incredibly high praise by mm-hmm. serious competitors that value this kind of warrior spirit. It's funny, like the Mirage's interpretation and the feelings of him from the teammates are so interesting because I think they show the good and the bad, you know. True warrior, relied on him in the past. We also know that Mirage is kind of a real nice guy. Like he might not want to be the person that wants to end up killing somebody in the end. And unfortunately, when we look at lore, Mirage tends to uh, struggle in some of our videos. On uh, It's kind of the butt of the jokes that he's always getting blown up. He's not maybe yeah. the most uh, strategic guy going into combat. He's a little bit self-centered. It's almost like he carries around a statue of himself. Almost. Almost. <laughs> Yeah, and that kind of goes both ways. He is sometimes overinflated in his confidence, but he also sometimes doubts himself. And so he kind of has this combination of a confidence issue. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also our thought that he probably plays the Apex games more on the conservative side. Because of the state of his mother, and that she's such a big fan of Mirage, he can't die. It would Mm -hmm. break his mother's heart. He loves his mom more than anything else, way more than himself. So he's not going to be in the A tier or the S tier because he's not willing to risk it all. He is not willing to go out there and just, you know, die. So he's kind of holding back, even though he has this incredible technology that can just destroy some top tier legends. But, and he's a great warrior. But he's got kind of the doubt, lacks the strategy, and he I don't know about his ability to clutch at the end and <laughs> sacrifice it all because he can't. Yeah, there's, there's definitely some issues there. Before we get into the A tier, here's a word from our sponsors. Let's get into the A tier. I think the A tier is where we start to hit some... These legends are the ones you'd you'd place your bets on if you were a betting man, a gambling man with your money. Uh, these guys are no joke in terms of winning the games. Yeah, I mean, it gets pretty crowded up here at the top, honestly. Mm-hmm. This is a game of legends, and that really shines clear here. Making these decisions at the top is pretty tough, so it's crowded. First in the A tier is Crypto. He is incredibly intelligent. The reconnaissance that he's able to do is incredibly valuable. As a skill, it allows Crypto to detect enemies, predict the best location. Mm -hmm. Crypto can also cause incredible destruction via hacking. We've seen him do things with Mm -hmm. the Repulsor. That's just the taste of his abilities. Imagine him starting up a VTOL jet and crashing Olympus. These Mm -hmm. are things that are within his wheelhouse. It's held up by some engines. Those could definitely come flying you down. Could hack it. You could hack that, no problem. Like, That's what tech. else could you hack? It's, you can hack it's anything. a pretty good ability. Mm-hmm. Now, the EMP is very nice. It affects electronics mm-hmm. like other defensive abilities like defenses, traps, walls, etc., we're guessing that shields are electronically powered, and that's kind of how they work, and that's why we can see the damage in game. So the EMP is quite nice. It's not a killing ability. It's not going to actually do damage or knock anyone, but it does have a good amount of value. He's been on the run for years. He's lost his identity. Great survival instinct. That's what we get from that. Does not trust anyone, though doesn't work well with others, incredibly guarded, and having no direct combat abilities, both of those things hold him back from being in the S tier. Could destroy the whole games, could hack everything, could tell you a ton, but you know, he's held back a little bit with those downsides. We talked about stealth being important to the games in a way with the legends. I think Crypto would be a slept on stealth legend in the actual games. The fact that he has been like, you know, on the run from the authorities for so long, evasive, silence in the shadows. He's got smart people that, you know, he works with. Like he's definitely, uh, he's someone that you wouldn't want to mess around with. And he comes across that way in the trailers as well. Like we know he's got a little bit of a soft side as well for like Watson potentially. But mm-hmm. in terms of the other legends, the dude's a killer. Like he's he's willing to do whatever it takes to uh get what needs to be done and accomplish his goals. Totally. Next in the A tier we have Watson. High strategy, 
and a strong ability to hold down a position. In lore, her fences are incredibly deadly. Her coil produces 1.2 million volts. A tenth of a volt can stop a human heart. Mm -hmm. So we're talking like, put the lights out It's almost like it disintegrates you. It's very bad. Like the finisher, yeah. (laughs) We've seen it vaporize enemies before. It's no joke. Some lore shows the ability to rig fences as traps where they're inactive until players come through them. That's an instant kill. There's not going to be any body bag. Like, it's serious. That's the thing that needs to be emphasized. Yeah, like the fact that her fences are an insta-kill in lore versus the games, yeah, that's that's something else. (laughs) Yeah, so you have to watch out for that. That's why she would be in the A tier. She's a team player. But what's holding her back from the S tier is she's not incredibly cutthroat mm-hmm. and she's limited by how many fences she can place down. She has a low chance of winning in you know combat, but a high level of environmental awareness growing up on King's Canyon and intelligence as an electrical engineer designing the ring of the games. So what she's capable of in messing with the heat shield or messing with the ring itself uh, is kind of up to question and puts her in such a high tier. Watson is up there in terms of the most intelligent legends in the game. Whether the intelligence is in the right space for winning a blood sport is kind of the, I think, question for why she's not up higher. But it definitely doesn't put her lower because this lady packs a punch. And if you listen to our last episode, give her some of these gauntlets that we're talking about potentially mm-hmm. hand in her way. And uh, if you start throwing bolts of electricity at people, it's going to be some trouble for Watson and Lore. But that killer, lack of killer instinct is going to hold her back a little bit. Big time. Next A tier, we have the Beast of the Hunt themselves, Oof. Bloodhound. Raised to be the greatest tracker and hunter their tribe had ever seen. Mixing technology and tradition. Just born to be in the Apex Games. This is the guy, like, if you look at Bloodhound, they were meant to be a killer. Like, 100%. If you want someone to hunt something down, we've seen it in comics, like hunting down the spiders and in lore, Bloodhound will get the job done. They are smart. And they are deadly. And that's a great combo for the games. There's no question. You know, a close quarters combat expert, as capable with the bow as they are with an L-Star, like being that competent with a diverse array of weapons is going to really be a big Mm -hmm. way Mm -hmm. on your abilities. That's why Bangalore was where she was at. Bloodhound just has even more. The ability to scan, know exact movements of enemies behind cover and obstacles is incredible. Predicting strategic positions, being able to hack survey beacons. The mindset and maturity of Bloodhound is a major factor. Willing to kill, with honor, of course, Mm -hmm. but just the willingness to actually get dirty is important. Mm -hmm. We also know they've won the Apex Games at least two times, potentially three Mm -hmm. in lore. The only thing holding Bloodhound back from the S tier is that those legends are OP. They're the just tier legends are no overpowered. Joke. <laughs> yeah. So Bloodhound is a serious. There, there's not much holding them back. I wonder how long Bloodhound could bathe in the blue, th- uh, in lore. Like I don't yeah. think I don't think they have the 90 second cap in in the actual <laughs> in the actual games. I doubt it. Yeah, that would be powerful. <laughs> then we have Pathfinder. A 1,000-pound metal boxer with guns. Nobody could take a punch. Serious A tier right there. <laughs> you know, he was created by the smartest minds in the Outlands, leading to a very complex artificial intelligence. He was the first to be able to hack into survey beacons. Survey beacons are kind of there to record the Apex games. Mm-hmm. Kind of video equipment, monitoring weather, blah, 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 blah. He was able to hack those to reveal a tactical advantage for him and his team. Mm-hmm. has the most diverse experience before the games, giving him a well-rounded perspective on the universe from cooking to boxing to flying around, being a detective. He also is the ultimate Spider-Man with grappling abilities. That's very, very powerful. Speed, verticality. In lore, there's no cooldown. You just have unlimited mm-hmm. ability to grapple between buildings and you know different environments. High ground for his team at a great speed, whether it's the grapple or the zip line, 
Pathfinder can get him and his team up very quickly and efficiently. He may have also won the games before in lore. Being in the tutorial may be alluding to him being a champion and a veteran mm-hmm. to teach newer players. Not absolutely confirmed, but I would believe it. He's quite nice. And this is kind of the downside of Pathy. He's naive to potential traps or dirty tactics. Can't heal a robot with the syringe. You just can't. So if mm-hmm. his arm becomes damaged, that is very, very bad. He can't and, put it back on. And Lord Pathfinder could really use a rampart on the yes. same team. That would be very beneficial for the two of them. Yeah, Do not sleep on the fact that Pathfinder was created by the smartest minds in the universe. They all put aspects of themselves into Pathfinder. The robot is as intelligent as it gets pretty much. Absolute savage, 1,000 pounds, as you said, would knock the heck out of anyone if we were getting into real, real close quarters combat. The dude's a beast. I think he's a great legend for the games. I don't think people understand how dang good that grapple would be in a non-Apex Legends cooldown restriction environment because that thing's amazing. We've seen Pathfinder sneak up on people, 1v3 people in lore. The dude's a beast in every trailer pretty much. And don't miss with the sniper either. It's almost like he's a robot or something. Mm -hmm. It's true. I mean, his... (laughs) head is pretty much a sniper scope so it's a nice ability yeah (laughs) Uh, solid a tier and again the reason that they're not in s tier is they're just op next we got gibraltar in a tier he's an absolute tank there's no question he can call on a bombardment he has an invincible dome which is impenetrable how many bombardments do you think he gets in in the actual games like (laughs) how many flares you got if there's a how many flares do you got it's tough. Like it. That's a pretty good ability. And just like in gameplay, his abilities balance both offensive and defensive. In diverse environments, from urban to open fields, mm-hmm. Gibraltar gets the job done. It's just hard to argue that. Mm-hmm. He's won the Apex games before. He's even defeated Pathfinder, which is a serious accomplishment. Mm-hmm. What's holding him back from the S tier is he isn't a cutthroat killer. He just won't do it. He's not going to kill anyone for the games. He's just going to get him out of the fight. Um, And that holds you back from being S tier. Just wait. Even in the the lore, Gibraltar is a guy you want on your team. Just in terms of supporting you and helping a brother out. Like that's how he plays in game. That's how he would be in lore. Dude's a powerful guy. The fact that, you know, he can fall on you as a finisher and it, finishes you yeah uh, is a sign of things to come for some people i would feel bad for a lifeline potentially in a close quarters combat oh situation gosh, it'd be bad <laughs> arm should nothing to sleep on either yeah yes last we have valkyrie is the final a tier <laughs> he's so good <laughs> she can fly <laughs> yeah. all right you can't tell me that that's not one of the best abilities oh, in a battle royale wait it's a close game right here oh they're on the other side of the map I'll be there soon. Yeah, so yeah, I can fly. I'm an actual jet. She can also predict rings. So she knows exactly where to go. And she's the fastest to get there. She can launch the entire team across the map to do anything from getting high ground, to fleeing, to attacking, to looting, to positioning. Then we have the fact that she has a rack of missiles from a Titan strapped to her back. These missiles, because they were intended to do damage to mechanized titans, they would kill the vast majority of legends in one hit. This is heavy weaponry. It would. (laughs) This would blow Pathfinder away. Proven grit from Valkyrie. Becoming a legend after being orphaned and then finding Kuban Bliss. Quite the tracker. She's got quite the backstory. And that adds to her strategy and intelligence having that winner's mindset. She's not messing around and she can fly. She comes from the legacy of just a cutthroat killer. She was able to operate a Titan. That Mm -hmm. is not something normal people can do. And she did it at an incredibly young age. At any point, she can literally fly up and know where everybody is. Because that recon ability, very, very good when you're in the air like that. She would be someone to mess with in the Apex games, no doubt. Now we have the S tier. This is where is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not fair. It just is not. And the first one, it's brutal. 
I think this one will surprise people though. Like I talked about people doing their own rankings before. I don't think people are going to think of this one in the S tier. I think but she should only, be there. I think there's only one legend that everybody will have in the S tier. Yeah. These other three, people may not see coming, but there's mm-hmm. reasons they're here. And the first one is Horizon. She has harnessed the power of a black hole. Yeah. <laughs> Who can survive being sucked into a black hole? Nobody. Nobody can survive <laughs> that. So that is pretty much over. S tier automatically. She can also disrupt gravities in different ways. She has the lift and then she has the ability to reverse her own gravity, giving her the ability to slow her fall, but also to slow the impact on opposing forces like other projectiles and legends. This is an incredibly powerful scientific ability, being able to magnify gravity and also absorb gravity, just to be able to just manipulating that sort of force means that the potential for her is incredible. She could catch missiles. She could, you know, absorb blows pretty much like a superhero. And if she has the ability to do it, she's going to figure it out. We know for a fact she is the smartest person in the Outlands, literally proven in lore. Henry and I value intelligence. Maybe that's a little weird, but Guys, I don't think you understand. When we saw the lore trailer, we honestly were talking about how does she even like compete in the games? She will outsmart everyone. We were shocked that the smartest person in the entire Outlands was coming to the Apex games. It's pretty scary when you have somebody who has harnessed black hole energy to be a sustainable source for the entire Outlands. No problem. And then she discusses time travel like, it's not any big deal either. So she's capable of anything and highly motivated to succeed. We know that Branthium took 12 years to get together and turn into what it was needed to. The From lore, we know the designers have confirmed it. It would have taken a lot less time if Horizon was still around during that time mm-hmm. period. That's mm-hmm. That's got to say something for itself. Yeah. So S tier, first one on the list, Horizon. Mm-hmm. Next, we have Caustic. Now, this is also maybe a spicy pick, but his gas is confirmed by the writer to burn skin, clothes, and metal. Sorry, Path. Highly (laughs) corrosive. Just brutal. It will kill anyone. I mean, this is going to be a guaranteed serious injury without a counter. Mm -hmm. Like, you can only neutralize it with the antidote that Caustic has. And he's not sharing it with anybody. Maybe his teammates, but probably not. I don't know. (laughs) It's tough. You know, he's also very patient. You know, he's an older guy. He's not, he's definitely going to wait for the kill. I think he's going to be more of a, of one of those stealth legends in the game. Not going to go in there Mm -hmm. swinging. He's going to wait, set traps, test his experiments and win. That being said, he has a true drive for murder. He loves killing. Like it's his first everybody has experiments. Yes. That's not good. Like you're S tier. He was willing to like kill thousands of people in the comics as well for an experiment. Guy's got no remorse. That's the kind of mentality that wins you a blood sport. No doubt. You can't (laughs) stop this guy. Mm -hmm. And just the power of the gas in lore is really really scary and mm-hmm. the fact that it can't be countered that's that's bad you know anybody on this entire list is gonna have Vulnerable. a hard time with mm-hmm. uh, with caustic next we got loba now <laughs> we might be biased but first off she can see through walls i don't know if this is super sight or whatever <laughs> But this is she can. She can. It's not going to be a main. I don't really understand it. So it's not really that alone isn't putting her in the S tier. But what we know she can do is she can steal loot from legends right from their hands. Mm-hmm. She can also steal unlimited items, meaning if you go against the Loba and she sees you coming, you won't have any weapons to attack with and likely no ammo, grenades, or armor. Yeah. So that's a combo. That's a combo. Can't really take her out if all you got is your fist and she has all of your loot 
and all the armor. There is a legend that only really needs fists, but we'll get to that later. True. (laughs) She can also teleport long distances with her bracelet. And no doubt she's chaining these together. Yeah, actual 100%. war. Tossing them, picking up, tossing them. Up yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt about it. Um, we've seen her take out entire groups of goons. So she has the the hand to hand combat. Mm-hmm. Um, she works decently well with her teammates, supporting them with equipment, complimenting their choices. Seems pretty capable of working together. Very deadly, driven to conquer her enemies. True grit from her childhood. She's defeated Revenant. In close quarters combat. Yeah, yeah. Big win. And she deals some serious melee damage with her staff. We've seen it. We've seen her knock some heads with the staff, no doubt about it. And she also, do not forget that she comes from a very intelligent family. Her dad may be the most notorious con man in the Outlands. Like, she has the intelligence to get stuff done. And yeah. think through the games and really understand what it takes to win. And she seems to have those morals where she's willing to do anything at the same time. Yeah, totally. I mean, a lot of people might be shocked that Loba is S tier in lower power rankings. But what are you going to do? Drop an airstrike on her? She's bracelet mm-hmm. out of there. Yep. What are you going to do? Shoot her? You don't have a gun. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking? Like Loba is very, very powerful. Last legend time. The only one we consider to potentially put an S plus. We we almost gave the man a tier to himself. <laughs> it's tough. I mean, everyone, how the tiers work is you can pretty much hang with your tier. So mm-hmm. this last one on the list is kind of going to have some serious fights with the other S tiers, but man, they are, they're on another level. And we'll tell you why. <laughs> Revenant is the final S tier was the greatest hitman in the Outlands who has a burning drive to murder every living thing. We've talked about mentality a lot today. This guy's the king of that mentality. No doubt. It's brutal. His arm can puncture a legend's chest. There's a one-shot people with his hands. Yeah. He can climb skyscrapers, sneak up on enemies with excellence. And this is like... This is the perfect combination of everything that we're talking about. He has the stealth. He has mm-hmm. the intelligence. He has the brutality. That is what you're looking for. He has an arm. Yes. <laughs> All that being said, he also cannot die. <laughs> so if you're in a situation where, oh, Loba defeats you as Revenant. Oh, well, that's sad. I'm coming well, back. <laughs> I'm coming back and I'm going to kill everybody you know. And there's no stopping this guy. And hey, if you say, just find the source code, maybe, maybe that's the counter, but it's pretty dang hard to find. It took Loba a long time. She's the greatest thief in the Outlands and it's a win-win situation because Rev really does just want to die and be gone from the planet. So even if you really, really do finish him off, he gets the last laugh. It's hard to beat that. It's hard to beat a man that wants to die. An those invincible are the rankings. murder bot. Yeah, those are S the rankings. Plus. Invincible murder bot in the S tier. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. It was a good time to chat that. We're going to wrap it up though with some five-star questions. If you want your question answered, leave it in the form of a five-star review on Apple Pods. We'll make sure it gets on the show. First question coming from Hound is King. wonder what character they play. Hey guys, love the pod and different insights, stats, and strategies you provide. My question is this. When Olympus first dropped, the game offered an opportunity for us to go in and preview the various POIs before the official season start. With each new season and new map changes, why did they take that away after one season? I would have liked to check out the new World's Edge before the sweaties try to kill me and may have missed a reason as to why the devs only did it for one season. Thanks again. Yeah, not everybody realized this. They yeah. they did these cool little 3D sneak peeks on Instagram, um, allowing you to kind of walk through the new map of Olympus. And yeah, they haven't done it uh, since. It's a really cool thing. I enjoyed it a lot. Hopefully we have it back. I don't know of any reason why not. I, I would imagine, like my assumption would just be it's a new map thing. And that, mm-hmm. you know, there's new POIs, but that's still like the majority of the map's the same. So when it's a new map though, the high rank players and the pros kind of need to learn every little inch of it. And that's one way to assist them in doing so. Next question coming from Gangster Pigeon. 
started listening to the podcast about a month ago. My bro searched up Apex Podcast and you came up. He showed it to me and we recently started. He showed it to me and recently started a job. It's been great to listen to you guys with the patch notes and talking about different content that is coming to the game. I recently joined the Discord and I'm hopefully going to find some teammates soon. My question is, I'm a Loba main and I'm wondering if you could put a new buff for her. What would it be? I would think like Lifeline's passives where she can open the extended supply bins and her ring can go further. Thank you and hope you guys do well in school. Appreciate that, gangster. The Loba ideas that come straight to my head are multiple charges of the bracelet, chaining them together would be an obscene buff. And we talked about it a long time ago, but being able to like teleport through a wall, like opening a portal, mm-hmm. essentially, that'd be a fun idea. Uh, those are a lot more extreme. Extended supply bin is a much more reasonable uh, hope, I think. <laughs> yeah, it, it's something that tweaking our kit would be delicate for sure. Making it so the, the bracelet actually goes further is a good idea. That mm-hmm. I think would amplify her power. The whole extended supply bin, I don't think that's happening. Mm-hmm. You know, early on, we had that kind of leaked that would be a support passive. I don't think that's happening. I wouldn't hold your breath for it. And honestly, Loba doesn't need it. She really is better at getting loot than Lifeline. So yeah. I wouldn't Lifeline think needs she it. needs that. Mm-hmm. Next question coming from Kit Crisp. Absolutely love the podcast. I've been listening to you guys since season seven. You guys have helped me so much with learning the game. And since then, I've gone from getting less than 100 damage in a fight to actually pulling off some wins and a couple that I was the kill leader. I will admit, I'm terrible at choosing a main, but recently I've had a lot of success running Rampart with the new Rampage LMG. This is my question. What do you guys think of having at least one gun from each class to go with each ammo type? To accomplish this, that would mean adding an energy pistol, a light LMG, and let's be honest, the energy weapons could use another AR. This is assuming that the triple take is an energy marksman if it comes out of the care package. If you guys could create these guns, how would they look and act? Sorry for the lengthy question. Thanks. Never apologize for the lengthy question. Excellent. Um, Yeah, Rampart main. Stick Mm -hmm. with it. She's pretty fun. Um, This is a great idea. You know, I think having a a burst energy pistol would be incredibly fun. Mm -hmm. A light LMG with just a ridiculous magazine size would be really cool. Like with a really low damage uh, per shot, I think would be really cool. Um, And yeah, gas the havoc. You come the right place. But yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, it could be cool. I think you could, we know that you could mess around with the Havoc to make it a lot better. So Mm -hmm. yeah, great question. Great idea. I'm in support of adding more weapons to fill out each class so they have full diversity. I saw someone throw the idea of a uh, pistol that takes arrows as well if we wanted to get real crazy to a dev and the dev responded and asked, what would that look like? So maybe uh, maybe someday down the line we'll even get even crazier. Yeah, the idea of stealth and suppressors is something that I think in the long run could come. Yeah. So Either cool. in the form of guns or legends, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Last question for the day coming from Malvo11. The most informative podcast ever. Just got into Apex end of season eight. I don't get to play much because I'm a dad with five kids and usually wait till everyone's asleep. I'm a Fuse main, super underrated, and I'll occasionally play as Rampart if he's used. Either way, what do you think about Fuse having a passive of grenade or fire resistance, just like how Caustic can't get hurt by gas? I think this would help his pick rate a lot, even with the new buffs. Good day, mates. Great idea, Malvo. It's one we've discussed at length in terms of it kind of makes some sense in his lore as well um, and would be very powerful if the guy was immune to thermites in his own uh you know, ultimate, it, it'd be a little bit more usable in the short, uh, in the shorter range areas or popping it inside and getting crazy. Maybe it would be too much. I don't think so. I would love to at least see it and see if it, if we could have Fuse break the game. Henry and I have talked that Fuse is one of those characters, though. If everyone was running Fuse, that could get somewhat frustrating. Yeah, for sure. I think that right now, Fuse is honestly in a pretty healthy spot in terms of that tactical. Um, but Adding something to the passive in order to really round out that kit to mm-hmm. make it more offensive. I'm good with it. I'm good with it too. Thank you all so much for listening. That was a fun one. And thank you to our producers of the third party, Ten and Corey, who support us as a dropship captain on Patreon. 
Make sure you guys subscribe on Apple Pods, drop a follow on Spotify, leave a five-star review with your question. We'll answer on our next episode. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Third Party Pod and check out the Discord via the link in the description. Thank you so much for listening to the Third Party Podcast. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Boom, whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today. Maybe tomorrow.